listening to Arcade Fire on fucking loop recently. That's a band that I only know of by their name. And I have mm. no memory of what they sound like or who they actually are. It's kind of like electro pop disco kind of sounding. Um, so like Panic at the Disco era, like My Chemical Romancy kind of pop. It's kind of like that, but it's kind of like an American band has listened to Eurovision music and went like, let's do that, but make it slightly less flamboyant. Hmm. So it's like, oh, right. it's, it's a little bit more chill. Yeah. And I was like, I like it, but you know, their last few albums have been about the existential crisis of the internet oh good just like uh... it's a beautiful awesome place it also is the depth of human depravity Uh... speaking of depravity hi and welcome to blank bodies (laughs) a vampire the masquerade v5 podcast sometimes talk about horror and tabletop stuff in general yeah i'm hunter and as always i'm joined by john uh sarah and our lore bot james yeah, and now that you're hearing my smooth, dulcet tones on the new equipment that our patrons helped us buy. So we yeah, don't... thank you for the money so we can have better equipment to do more episodes. This is a real pop filter. Oh my yeah. God. It's not something we just hamstring together. I hamstring together. <laughs> we got that. We started putting up some sound absorbing panels. Mm. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it'll be a little less echo. Yeah. We're do we're slowly upgrading, guys. We're, doing we're becoming it, professional friends, and it's all thanks to you. Yay! Aw, we're talking about ghouls. Yeah, ghoulish <laughs> delights today. That's what I hear. Ghoulish delights. I really want a Turkish delight now. God damn uh-huh. it! Uh huh. I did that on purpose. Working on things. Uh, yeah. So we're talking about ghouls. Uh, who they is, what they is, what they do. Uh, ghouls as NPCs, ghouls as player characters. Oh. Uh, yeah. So I wrote the script mostly focusing on V5 so that everybody understands like the basics of how the fuck they work and what Mm -hmm. you're doing with them. Uh, We're going to have some supplementary notes from uh, Ghoul's Fatal Addiction from the old books that will just get chucked in randomly. Yeah, because I was the one who read that, so I didn't edit the script. I didn't read that one for this because I have fucking finals right now and I don't have time. Uh, If you're interested in us doing a Ghoul's deep dive episode later on, tell us Uh because we're fucking morons. Yeah. We'll probably do like a one episode, kind of like the clans, but maybe one episode on them instead of doing like a full history episode. Yeah. Just like, hey, here's some ghoul NPCs that are interesting and important. Here's how a little bit more in depth, like how each clan handles ghouls. You want to get more into the ghoul eugenics? Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. So if you want to do that, talk to us. But not right now. Uh, The episode we're starting with. uh, What is a ghoul? Um, uh, they're creatures that dig up bodies and eat dead human flesh. Usually organs. Kinda. Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I did slightly more research on ghouls than our, uh, brethren, Salvia Eric. So <laughs> I love that episode. It's so funny. It's good. Shit. It's oh, good. I love internet comma dedicated. It's mm-hmm. great. Uh, but yeah, a ghoul is defined as an evil spirit or phantom, especially one supposed to rob graves and feed on the dead. Oh. There's also a definition of a person morbidly interested in death or disaster. Oh, shit. Yeah, we're yeah. kind of ghouls. Are we all ghouls? A little bit. Hmm. No, no, you've already said you have Vitae in you. you you're clearly So not. do ghouls! Yeah. yeah, we'll get to that, though. Yeah, it's definitely nighttime right now, so what the fuck, guys? <laughs> You're right. This. You're right. People can't be awake at night. Anyway. <laughs> Look, I, I don't shotgun monsters for no reason. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, stories for ghouls. 
can actually be traced back to the uh, pre-Islamic era poetry written by Tabata Sharan. All right. That was my first time saying that out loud. Good job. I assume. Good yeah. job. I think you did a good job. I, if she did a bad job, let us know. Please let us know. I'm trying. Blank bodies at Gmail. Uh, yeah. Uh, they lived and worked in what we know as Saudi Arabia uh, along the coast of the Red Sea, which is like the eastern portion. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I dig that. Yeah. So I'm just uh-huh. like, oh, that's kind of neat. Uh, uh, I'm going to say Sharon, just to save myself a tongue twister. Yep. Uh, no. He worked yet. in what was known as the Suluk tradition of poetry. Saluk translates to, roughly in English, brigand poet or vagabond. Hell yeah. Yeah. I like this guy a lot more all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, This does carry over into a similar word called uh, Salik, which means honorable brigand. Oh. So Hmm. these are groups of people that worked, traveled, and wrote poetry on the edges of society. It's the way it was described in my research. It reminds me a lot of kind of how people play bards in D&D. Okay. Where you just kind of like, Travel around, you do your art, and sometimes you do odd jobs I like and it. things like that. And I'm like, that sounds really cool. Yeah. Uh, Tabata Sharon wrote on subjects on the struggle of living in the desert, tribal warfare, and ghouls. Ghouls. Hmm. He wrote about them ghouls. Yeah. So I, I read some of his works that were translated into English. Mm-hmm. They were really cool. I'd suggest checking that shit out. Uh, it's old enough that it should be public domain, so you can just find it. <laughs> if it's not public domain, I'm very confused. Right? <laughs> well, sometimes, I don't know, sometimes there's like estates and sometimes uh, yeah. people are just like, I, I own this. Because yeah. I want to. Yeah. Fucking Ventru. <sighs> no, it's Disney. Disney yeah. <laughs> and then some shit with the fucking Tolkien estate recently that just made me want to throw everything into the sun. They're just like, we can't have fanfics about hobbits. And I'm like, fuck you, it's happening. Yeah, it's gonna, the <laughs> hairy been, feet are going to be everywhere. Look, have you been Have you been to AO3? Like, you're fucked. Listen, we don't care, and it almost ruined Anne Rice's reputation. So, eh. going against the fanfic. Go, yeah, don't go against the fan. Uh, ghouls, as understood in Arabian mythology, are a kind of jinn that is said to be born of Iblis, which is the Islamic kind of counterpart to the devil. Oh. Like actual Satan. Cool. Mm-hmm. I so, love Satan. I do too. Satan is delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, we need to go buy more. Anyways, uh, ghouls so in this tradition this uh, tend to inhabit graves and abandoned places. They're usually written as female. They are shapeshifters. Uh, their only tell being that they have little like devil hooves. Wait, that's feet. a pretty big tell. Wait, yeah. are these the original big titty goth girlfriends? Kind of. Yeah. All right, I'm in. Uh, but yeah, their, their thing was uh, luring travelers uh by being hot and then killing and eating them oh so like sirens yeah kind of like sirens kind of like will-o'-wisps where they're Guys. just like come here i've got some cool snacks and titties and people are like yeah and then dead now it's historically accurate to call her your girlfriend <sighs> that hurt yeah. syndicate we need a decommission <laughs> no <laughs> De- uh, debug my hardware please we do that hurt me you do need a debugging I, we, I need one debugging bad. a defrag <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, they keep just shoving stuff into slots <laughs> you, you got a lot of slots man you, just, you gotta be faster <laughs> <laughs> i am trying but there are three of you and one of me I'm i keep even... telling y'all you gotta do is download more ram and we'll stop <laughs> uh apparently in this mythos the only way to defeat a ghoul is to smack it in the head once really hard because wait you, really yeah because if you smack it again it's gonna come back to life and it just re- it it reminded me of you know crowning the witch and left for dead like you got that one shot and if you don't land it you're fucked yeah well it's not true as somebody who usually did that achievement if you shoot three times it'll work 
I know, but that's generally the mythos is yeah. that you got to creep up on her and boom. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what it reminded me of. And I was like, huh. I wonder if that's based on that. I wonder. I have no idea. I just thought that was neat. It would have been so Guys much scarier if you shoot if you shot her in the back of her head and then you shot again and she stood up again. Yes. Hey guys that produced Left for Dead, if you have an answer to that question, let us know. Yeah. Or if there's some nerd that's like, but actually, and like pushes up their nose bridge. Like this is the one time where I'm like, this Please. would actually be helpful. Yeah. I'm asking. Hey Valve, release the Left for Dead Cabin in the Woods map, you cowards. <laughs> but yeah, so these myths uh, carried on into the Bedouin and Berber cultures that uh, live in like North Africa uh-huh. and kind of hung around there for centuries. Uh, ghouls got popular in Europe in like the 1800s, like those kinds of stories. Uh, European references to ghouls generally refer to them as shape-shifting grave robbers that would sometimes start fires to lure people in to murder them. Yeah, I was just about to say, this sounds like the inspiration for this, and I don't know if I'm jumping ahead in your script or anything, but it sounds like this is really just like a way to explain grave robbing. Uh, it kind of was like, not explaining it, but it was just kind of like grave robbing was on the brain because, you know, we had the resurrectionists and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, you keep burying that corpse with a lot of jewelry. Well, it's it was a combination of poverty issues as well as, you know, medical science being like, we need corpses, but nobody's given us corpses. Hey, poors, if you just give us corpses, I'll just pay you and we're just not going to talk about it. Yeah, what's that Simon Pegg movie about them being groggers? Yeah, well, it's based off of the Burke and Hare case. Yep, bingo, the Burke yeah. and Hare movie. The Simon Pegg Burke and Hare movie is, is a treasure. so good. I'm still angry that the last time I went to Scotland, I tried really hard to go to the University of Edinburgh because in their medical museum, they still have Burke, Burke skeleton. Yeah. It's one or the other because one of them snitched on the other, so the other one got hung and then dissected. Huh. And I wanted to go see it, but it was under uh, construction, so I couldn't go. Yeah, I, be- I was like, God damn it. I believe it's Burke, because I believe his partner was the one who Yeah, I just get confused snitched. which one snitched. Yeah. Anywho. Uh, it was Nick Frost. World of Darkness, ghoul definition, uh-huh. is a minion created by giving a bit of vampiric vitae to a mortal without draining them of blood first. All right. Yeah. There's also another fun definition, which is a mortal who drinks a vampire's blood becoming something both more and less human for a time. I like that little addition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was just like, oh, this is so good. This is so good. Uh, ghouls are basically within the rule set considered to be mortals. Uh-huh. They just have some extra stuff. Right. So if there are powers that are like, this affects mortals this way. Ghouls it works are, on them. Yeah. Ghouls will be lumped in that. They're just mortals plus. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you know. And if you're really interested in like how that specifically that long that works like scientifically there's some really interesting stuff in uh the fatal addiction book um Mm -hmm. they actually talk about how unlike vampires who you know don't age and all that um magically and when humans are given blood that this is all actually like trackable scientific like biological happenings Mm -hmm. which i'm like that might be some fun fluff stuff to carry over into uh either Vampires that are doing studies because, you know, all the elders fucked off. So there's younger people that are just like, I don't fucking know. Um, and or if you have Second Inquisition buddies and they're just like, well, we caught this uh, lackey. Let's just do some science. Science. They're not we're in a basement. Science. Because, yeah. you know, it's not like we know our governments to be like moral and caring and ethical beings or anything. Science. Yes. Uh, big, big uh, content warning, I guess, here. Uh, this is an aspect of the game that needs to be discussed during a session zero as addiction, power imbalance, especially within intimate and vulnerable relationships and abuse are major components of these characters. Yep. 
Yeah. Yeah. As much as as much as you love and treat your ghouls very nicely, as you should, um, that does not mean that takes away from the inherent nature of the subject. Playing a ghoul lends itself to emotionally intense roleplay, especially when balancing the demands of a dominator and the ghoul's own needs, desires, and responsibilities. There will always be difficult choices to be made, decisions that have long-lasting ramifications. Do you obey your dominator or do you follow your conscience? How many times can you tell a dominator no before they decide you are too tiresome to deal with? The Companion, page 50. Yeah. I mean, it's truth. Yep. Yeah. Basically, ghouls are described as liminal characters because you are stuck between mortality and unlife. Uh, you're Once you become a ghoul, you're basically, you cannot return to your mortal, like there's no going back at this point. Uh but you also don't have the rights or powers of the other vampire characters in the society. So you're kind of just kind of on the periphery. Yeah. Which again, uh, we brought this up when you were talking about writing the episode, like mm-hmm. they have even less rights than the thin bloods and the caitiffs. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, being a ghoul generally means that you are doing a lot of tasking. So whatever evils of vampire society exist, odds are you're the one doing it. Yeah, or so. at the very least, pushing the buttons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you basically are complicit in the evils that are going on, but you're also being kept on this dangling hook of, like, physical, emotional, and psychological addiction. So... Plus potentially getting outside of the power dynamic that you were born into. Yeah, because vampire and ghoul relationships are going to always be inherently unequal. Yeah. I there's not really going to be a chance where this is not going to be a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, vampires have no real reason to garner the consent of a ghoul within the role. And just because it's written that way does not mean that that's how you have to run it at your table. You need to discuss shit with your players and make sure that everybody understands what the power imbalances is and what this means and that everybody is going to be cool with it. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, to yes and that point, that's not always the case. Because Walter, like, staffed his whole, like, place with ghouls and used slavish dominance on him. But he used that to make sure they couldn't be mind-controlled by other people. He was setting up a system to, like, move up. But that's not the case for everybody. Right. Some vampires can have a better relationship with their yeah, goals, but that's not inherently the case. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm getting yeah. at, is even if you play a mm-hmm. kindred who, or have a kindred as an NPC who is trying to be, quote-unquote, more moral mm-hmm. with these characters, because of just the nature of what the Vitae does to the ghoul, mm-hmm. and their, basically their survival is entirely dependent on the whims of this other person, that power imbalance is going to be there. Yep. No, that's what I was bringing up. Yeah. Just yeah. good... And if you go and read the older book, um, it talks about all the different uh, clans and how they generally treat their ghouls and how they fit into, like, the clan hierarchy. Um, And we're not going to go super into that, but, like, even the best ones are very dangerous. Like, I think Nosferatu was almost the best clan to be because they're basically treated as equals within the Warren and, like, oh, you have a job just like everyone else and you're respected. And but you go you're gonna, dick. but you're gonna start going ugly, and if they find out uh, that you've turned on the clan or like snitched on someone in the Warren, uh, they will drown you in sewage or tie you to the train tracks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah. Uh, All right. All right then. Yeah. Every, every time somebody's like the Giovanni family, I'm like, really the most family mobster. It is definitely is <laughs> It's just like, don't go against the clan. Yeah. Everyone well, is cousin. Yes. Yep. Well, yeah, and that's like ghouls. I'm trying to not use kink language, but it's the best way to explain it. Use it. It like in, in a dominant sub relationship, ghouls are always going to be submissive. And because of that, uh, even within the society, like, yeah, like you and your dominator might be quote unquote cool. Yeah. If the second you step outside and go deal with any other kindred, there's really no reason to treat a ghoul with any kind of respect or dignity. They're like barely above a pet. The only reason to respect a ghoul once they leave their essentially house is out of fear and or respect for their dominator. Bingo. That's actually because that's going to be brought up in the Kane episode. Because there's an oft-forgot rule of Cain that is effectively respect ghouls. But it also is like, you need it in the rules, again, the the laws of Cain, there is a big thing where it's like, you need to treat somebody's ghoul as if it was their haven or their property. Don't fuck with them because that's like fucking with their haven. Yeah. That's technically the only thing stopping people. Yeah. The other thing, though, that's noted um, is that being... That being a ghoul or having ghouls is inherently a masquerade breach mm. because this is a human who knows intimate detail, not just knows about, but knows intimate details about vampires. Yeah. yeah. So be careful mm-hmm. in your cam games. You better find out yeah. which prince feels like that. Well, and because of that potential issue, there's more of an impetus to be really harsh on ghouls and keep them on a really fucking short leash uh, and have minimal uh, sympathies for fuck ups. Uh huh. So, I yeah, they, these are all really interesting story beats. Uh, I have been in games where this has gone really, really sideways. So, just me as an STN player, please, if you're going to have NPCs or PCs that are ghouls, make sure everybody knows like what you're cool with, what you're not cool with. Understand very clearly what the dynamics are going to be and make sure everybody has a clear understanding of like, Hey, we're going to take a pause or a timeout or like, eh. however you want to handle it at your table. That's fine. But like it, it sucks to be like, okay, cool. I have this idea that sounds interesting. And then somebody gets on a fucking power trip and they're like, Oh, I own you. I can do da 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 da. And then you're just like, what? Yeah. And yeah. again, if you're confused with this, I will state for the fact again, go re-listen to our consent episode. Yeah, episode five. And it even talks in the book, older book that like, vampires can be very fickle with their ghouls mm-hmm. um and your domitor could always just like on a whim be like and i'm done with you so we gotta kill him yeah or we'll just leave you in an alley to die <laughs> with the second inquisition it's probably and again i know this sounds horrible it's probably safer to kill him just saying yeah uh, also, if you want some newer information about uh, Mortals, Ghouls, and Player Consent, that is a section in the V5 Companion on page uh, my 57. 57. Hey, uh, jinx! Wait, we can't. I can't jinx you. We're in a podcast. You yeah. Be able to talk. Uh, so you the Companion, by the way, is for free. Mm-hmm. Yes. Download it. It is great. Zemitsis. They're completely for free. Oh. Mm. So, um, so yeah, like we. That's free. We uh, actually. I stole the idea from you, Sarah. We took uh, the PDF to like a, a FedEx or a Kinko's or whatever you can do to print. And you can just have them print it and like bind it for you. Mm-hmm. And then bam, you actually have a little book too. Yep. Yeah. I just like having physical copies of things for if I'm playing with people. Just yeah, because for sure. I can be like, hey, 
you have this, y'all can look at this. And then I have my device that I can skim through and it's just, it's just nice to have. I would love to have an official printed copy of the companion, but I also understand that's like a lot of production issues. And and again, yeah. it just has ghoul, salubris, I mean, see, Ravnos. Not, yeah, Ravnos. Mo- I'm not hating. for mortals. Yeah, I'm not hating on literally anybody who loves those. Is it one of those people? Uh, but, you know, that's maybe production issues versus, like, cost gains. Yeah, and there's yeah, some, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a tiny little thing. I understand yeah. why they just put it out as PDF. Yeah, yeah. and there's also some and again, uh, free. Uh, uh, errata update stuff in the back that are helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so ghouls and what they do in vampire society. A ghoul's main job is to serve their domitor. They do a lot of chores. Mm-hmm. Uh, the <laughs> word, do my dry cleaning. Yes, the word domitor is believed to be a perversion of the Latin doma, dominus, meaning lord or master, describing the vampire to whom the mortal is bound. Vampires who consider themselves cultured or more refined may prefer more affected terms for the relationship, but semantics aside, it doesn't change the fundamental truth. That is from the companion page 49. Dominus is just a transformer name. You know that. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were going to order pizza. I know. I know. I got oh, we're say. ordering from Dominus? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but there are tons of other words people have used in and out of game to describe this. Some of the ones I have heard as owner, master, keeper, warden, teacher, dom, blood, daddy. Sir. Sir. Yeah, you all of them. Have fun Any with this. Any kink title you can yeah. think of, you can probably use here. Yeah, yeah. go for it. If, if that's what you're into, like, go for it. Yeah. Uh, if you want to make it less horny, that's also valid. Yeah. So, but yeah, uh, ghouls generally are chosen from the tides of humanity. It is very, very rare, basically unheard of to find a, a ghoul that chose this position. They actually do talk about that a little bit in mm-hmm. the older book. And usually if you are looking for a domitor, it's because you are already a ghoul mm-hmm. and your domitor died. And you're like, oh shit, well, I need to find someone to give me blood. Yeah. It's not like a new person. It's like, oh shit, I'm my keg has tapped dry. Oops. Or it I'm also 120 be... years old. I have a month to uh Yeah, to find <laughs> it. Or again, very unhealthy human. See bloodlines. Yeah. The the ghoul girl you get. And she didn't even know. You still surprised that on her. Yeah, yeah, but she still was very much like very psychological vulnerable and was just kind of like, yeah. Yeah, but she wasn't looking for it. Yeah. I wonder how would you uh You'd probably classify um, Genevieve, uh, Alex Ghoul, as still brought into. Yeah. Because they like, were kind of like, what do you want to do about this? Yeah, because if I remember right, uh, they, yours, Vizzi, and their ghoul met after they were embraced, right? No, they knew each other first. Okay, cool. I, I just based on that. No, it's all good. It's been a minute since I looked at it. Uh... Yeah, that's still, I would be like, a well, you got embraced, and then you have this, like, convenient uh, friends with benefits slash snack pack. Fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's not like Genevieve, like, came up and was like, I've been doing this research, and I'm really interested in trying, da 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 Yeah. So, it's probably one of the healthier ways to go about it, but you're still just like, well, I either gotta, like, dump my girlfriend, or, you know, I, I put a <laughs> Get her hooked. Or get her hooked, so. <laughs> yeah, okay. Oh, sounds healthy. Yeah. Fair yeah. <laughs> it's all, you know what, like, it's, it's, everything that happens in World of Darkness is mentally sound and ethically great. <laughs> Stares in Dr. Flibble. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there are bloodlines of humans that produce ghouls. These are known as revenants. No. Yup. 
Uh, I'm not going to get super into this. That will be for a ghoul deep dive episode. Or as a meets you episode. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Revenants are defined as a hereditary line of ghouls born with a semblance of vampiric vitae in their veins, but afflicted by a craving for the real thing from the Chicago by night book. Uh, there is a mention of Revenants in the core book, but it's literally just an offhanded mention in the Artarchus section of the book, and they don't define it. It's just kind of like, well, you better know what this is. Uh, is the clan line for Zemitsi just eugenics, but with cheat codes? Kind, kind of. of. Unfortunately. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get into that when we do that clan. Yeah. Uh, Vote on it. If you want to delve into Revenant stuff, uh, there is a lore sheet, Revenant family Ducheski in Chicago. I think they are only for the Tremere, though. That's dumb. There's a there's a really interesting lore reason why that is. Yeah. But it at least gives you some stuff. All there's, I'm saying is I want access to Revenants. I'm a fucking Zemitsu. I mean, if you and your, like, you and your ST, <laughs> so me. If later yeah. on we want to work on this, that's fine. But right. in, the can, yeah. in the canon currently, that's where it's at. Right, right. Also, say Revenants, just not to go super into detail, but essentially those take generations to happen because... Uh, becoming ghoul stops your aging, mm-hmm. which means it also stops any baby you have gets ghouled too, which means it stops their aging, which means you have to wean your ghouls off blood for them even to reproduce. Mm-hmm. So yeah. literally you have to like, it's like breeding horses almost. You have to like wean them off the blood and then, um, but long enough to make sure the baby gets vampire blood in it and it's a whole nightmare so i don't know much about horse breeding but when do you wean horses off blood no i just mean it's a very complex okay all right it's It's at about six months yeah yeah exactly i'm like when do you put uh, when is the start of putting the blood in the horse (laughs) you'd have to ask a gangrel yeah uh and that will be coming down the pipeline uh Yeah. yeah the it and the process for making revenants again is another one of those like this is an interesting bit of story if you want to get into the morality of like well I mean vampires are technically better than humans kind of are they I don't know breeding humans and eugenics bleh. I it's think gross. That when you use the word breeding when referencing humans there's a a pretty big problem yeah, yeah. all right <laughs> all I can think of is just philosophy episode where they talked about a. Uh, uh, the monarchy in Britain. Mm-hmm. Oh. Just, you know, because we're so focused on them breeding. Yeah. I'm just like, it's gross and weird and I don't like it. Nasty. Yeah. yeah, and if you need a uh, headshot for one of your ghouls, go look at the royal family. But, <laughs> Only if yeah. it's going to be a Nosferatu ghoul. Fuck. There are ghouls who do break free, technically, of their bonds. Uh, these are free. independent ghouls that live on the fringes of society. Some will eventually go mad with hunger. Uh, others reject their former lives and join the Second Inquisition. I'm going to talk about that in a separate episode. Give me one second. I just have to ask, Mm -hmm. is this a case for explaining that all Florida men are just ghouls that don't have Vitae anymore? No. Uh, how does one become a ghoul? That sip. Blood bonding! So we're going to go over that uh, real quick. You should probably never throw your hands up and say blood bonding in a happy way. No, (laughs) you should not. Uh, Does anybody want to read this little quote? Sure. Yeah. Anyone who drinks the blood of a vampire becomes progressively more attached to their donor until finally, after three drinks, the bond reduces them to servile lackeys when in the donor's presence. That's from the core book, page 233. Yeah, yes. so to create a blood bond, the blood must be taken directly from the source. So you can't, like, have a blood pack of vampire blood in the fridge. Not for creating the bond. No. 
Ah, for sustaining the bond. Yes. Gotcha. Uh, the bond does not fully form until the third drink, and these are done over separate evenings. So, you know, kind of the a la Bram Stoker Dracula rules. Yeah, yeah you can't just give him a sip. Wait five minutes. Give him another sip. Wait five minutes. Give him another sip. Yeah, no, no. 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 That would count as one sip. Yeah, that's that's one sip of. Yeah, for bonding purposes, yes. Gotcha. And if you're trying to have like, uh, oh, ghouls as a metaphor for drug addiction thing in your game, it's really interesting. That it's the third time always where uh-huh. the bond and the addiction forms. The first two times are just gravy. Mm-hmm. Usually. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. It's it might not be one. a fun process, but you won't actually be like yeah. addicted. Until you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because like with the first two, you like will feel like an attachment and more inclined. But there's the bond itself is not like cemented Got until it. the third one. The mildly annoying thing with the book is uh, it describes that these three sips can for forming the bond can be spaced within less than a year of each other. But the effects of like the emotional feel of the bond last about a month and like the like power boost effects and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that is worded a little vaguely and I kind of hate that uh, as an ST. But I think as long as you and your troop kind of agree on the semantics, mm-hmm. you should be fine because I'm cool with the yeah, if you're forming like the hardcore the bond and you're spacing it out really slowly like that to be subtle. I don't have a problem with that as long as like everybody on the table agrees on that's how we're doing it. Mm-hmm. But you don't get the powers for that entire time. You only get it for like the month. Yeah, that's how I would work it. Yeah. yeah. It's just there's parts of the core book that were written in a way where I'm like, mm, I think some of the authors were not English first language, which is great and fine. It's just as an English speaker, some of the wording's a little vague. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it makes some confusion. But it's okay. We'll That's kind of what World of Darkness has always been. A little, little vague. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We love it so much, but it's it's vague. Now and again, it's just like, mm, I would like to have, this is one of the few times where I'm like, I would like a little bit of a firmer rule, but you know, it's fine. Yeah. So I actually read in the old book, mm-hmm. um, I kind of, it's a little tough for me to get through the first part of it. Because it is written like a scientific journal, mm-hmm. which is really cool and informative, but trying to power read through it was a little bit like, oh, Ooh. but um, they the do crunch. go in. Yeah, they do go into like the details. So if you want specific periods of time for all this, I would recommend that older book like it. It does um, give like exactly how long uh, blood from a domitora last. And like it talks about how like if you use uh the blood to be actually stronger or any of that it'll lessen the time period and it goes into the more the meat and potatoes of that yeah Hmm, that's cool yeah Uh, and if you want to have a more crunchy game go ahead and use that if you don't want a crunchy game don't worry about it yep uh there are some costs to the dominator uh when you do this uh uh, to do a blood bond you do have to spend a rouse checks worth of vitae so Mm -hmm. you might your hungi might go up yeah. Uh, you also get a stain. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can decide as the ST if it is the one stain for that third, like you've made the bond official, or if it's a stain every time they share the Vitae, because you're basically like continuing to damn this person for however long yeah. you're keeping them. So depending on how much you want this to be a moral quandary in your game, you can kind of flux. Right. Yeah, that's definitely a discussion you should have with your ST. Yeah. And your ST, in my opinion, should consider... What your character's doing, because like for uh, Skipper's character, I'd probably like be like, you get the stain for the first time, but not after that, because 
you have a relationship with that ghoul. Yeah. Like he like there's a thing. You're not doing that because you're like, fuck this bitch, I want to control her. You're like, like you guys even have like a kink contract. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So no. it's like, eh, yeah. one stain. Right. Yeah. Seems fair. If you guys got to a point in the story where like she was having any kind of doubts and you're still like, no, 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 we signed the contract, I might be like, okay, yeah. just take the nah. stain time. <laughs> you gotta do it again. You gotta, <laughs> you gotta get a stain every once in a while. Yes. Just because I'm like, eh, this is a really scuzzy thing to be doing to yeah. somebody. So like, eh, this should probably come up in the story. For sure. Uh, and note to what you were saying, because <laughs> I read part of my script backwards, because e. I am a fucking genius. Uh, if you have... Uh, my script keeps flipping and I hate this. I'm so sorry. Is it when you tilt your phone? Yeah. We you want to just turn off your tilt? Yeah, I need to do that. I yeah, just that's probably that. your best bet. Give me a sec. But there we go. I nailed it. No, no, no. I got where I am at. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, uh, with you are a dominator and you have created a ghoul and you've gotten your stains for doing the thing. Mm-hmm. After that, to sustain the ghoul, you do not have to do it from the source. You can just put some of your Vitae in like... A five, an empty five-hour energy container and just, like, give it to them for later. Mm-hmm. I just love the idea of, like, uh, a vampire coming back to the house and be like, Ghoul, I got you some Wendy's. Just hands him a Wendy's cup, and the ghoul's like, this isn't root beer. <laughs> well, it's that time of the month, buddy. <laughs> I was just thinking they'd hand you a little five-hour energy shot to the little <laughs> yeah. Just be like, there you go. Yeah, if you're storing it, it needs to be in a light, tight, airtight container to maintain its sustainability. So, But if it, if it's a short-term, like, for the scene, if you want to, like, drop some of your Vitae into a root beer and give it to your... That's fine. Yeah. That should be fine. <laughs> but, like, that can't sit in the fridge for a few days. That's not airtight. Or light tight. <laughs> like, no, no, no. Yeah. But if you got a thermos... Yeah. There oh, okay. you go. Uh, note, uh, the act of bonding only happens if it's directly from the source. This will be a secret tool that'll help us later in the script. Oh. Oh. Secret tools. A Chekhov's blood, if you will. Chekhov's blood. <laughs> All right. So what the fuck do you get as a ghoul? Uh, base rules. Uh, these are from the core book, page 234. Uh, the base things you get are your wounds heal twice as fast unless you're injured with fire. Because, you know, cool. vampires don't do fire well. Right. This is twice as fast as compared to a normal mortal. Uh, If you want to look up these rules, uh, page 127, but really briefly, mortals at the beginning of each session will heal superficial damage equal to their stamina rating, just automatically. Okay. Uh, Mortals, if they have any ag damage, uh, this can be converted to superficial damage with an intelligence and medicine roll, the difficulty being however many ag points they have. Okay. Uh, If this doesn't completely cover the ag damage conversion... Uh, the ST can decide whether or not this rolls over into the next day or if this is going to require hospitalization. Mm, okay. So it's basically like a, a trauma triage moment where you're just kind of slapping bandages together and kind of hoping for the best. Right. Because if right. you don't stabilize, this could lead to death. Mm-hmm. As a mortal. I got some sticks in this rope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can, to uh, circumvent the med check, just automatically take somebody to the hospital, but then this turns the healing process from a sequence of days to weeks, but hmm. you don't have to make the medicine check because no. yeah. the hospital just does it. Right. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you're a ghoul, you get to do that twice as fast. Nice. Which is super fucking helpful. Yeah. Uh, also, don't maybe, uh, don't take a ghoul to a hospital unless you really need to because it might be kind of suspicious when, you know, the laceration that was like four inches deep is suddenly only an inch deep. 
uh, two days mm-hmm. later. De- depending on how your plot is, the hostel could be like, wow, you're rebounding great. That's awesome. And they're just so overworked and tired. They're just like, I don't have the speed. Like, you're doing good. I don't cool. care. This get the is fuck out of here. Or you might get one that's like, wait a second. Yeah. Hold on a second. How long? My roommate was talking about this shit. Uh, <laughs> we need to take some blood. Right. Uh, which could be a whole other plot point. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Ugh. Get your ghouls out of the hospital immediately, folks. Yeah, ghouls are not able to mend like kindred. They can't just be like, huh? Yeah, no. <laughs> okay. No, they, ghouls do get the, uh, every session they get to heal automatically like mortals do, but yeah. it's twice their stamina rating. I mean, that's still pretty mm-hmm. good. That's really good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, that's actually an interesting change in V5, because it mm-hmm. used to be that they got the same mending as vampires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's been a few changes from V5 in the old system. I just did not have time to get into the depths of that. That might be deep Some... dive episode. In but the future. We will make references mm-hmm. to that in the episode. Uh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, aging process stops. Mm-hmm. Nice. You might even, like, get slightly younger. Nice. And yeah, just fluff thing. Uh-huh. That's cool. That's kind of fun. Uh, mortals gain the first dot of their master's highest rated discipline along with a single level one power possessed by your dominator. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, if your, if your, uh, dominator has awe, you can also have awe, which That's is neat. super fucking helpful. Now, is that random or does the dominator teach you? Uh, you can kind of fluff that how you want. It could just okay. be like, uh, the power of the bullet just imbues you with this ability. Mm-hmm. Right. Or, you know, your your dominator's like, hey, so I know you're going to get this. Uh, let me show you how, Here's it, how it works. works. Yeah, because yeah. it's like, uh, if you, even if you, even if somebody gets turned caitiff, like they get disciplines, even if somebody didn't teach it to them, it's just the blood knows. Right. Yeah, they actually talk about that a little bit um, in the older books. And essentially the way they worded it is that like the physical abilities are just innate, like strength or like, soaking damage or quickening things like that just inherently they can just do it it's just animalistic like knowledge like oh i know how to do this but it's like the more complex stuff like obtenebration or magic or anything like that where yet they actually have to be taught a little bit mm-hmm. mm. for sure uh there is a note ghouls who use powers above level one so there are certain uh disciplines that let you like hey take a danger sip and you get like really buff or extra decks and shit and some other cool blood sorcery things uh take one point of aggravated damage to their health instead of making a rouse check hmm because yeah basically uh in vampire terms when you're using abilities and you do the rouse check that's your body like burning through the vitae yeah uh your body doesn't do that as a ghoul so you just eat your own blood and that causes damage brutal which is pretty metal yeah, essentially, um, for the period of time that the blood's in you, it replaces that portion of your human blood. Mm-hmm. And so when you're burning it, all of a sudden you're missing, like, blood. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, you're missing a just, quart of blood, and you're just like, mm, just I don't have any Sprite. Where are the crackers? <laughs> oh, no. Somebody. Anybody got orange juice? I need a cookie. <laughs> they actually... They actually talk about that's kind of something that happens to a lot of like the Sabbat mm-hmm. who ghoul people as shock troops. Essentially, they don't know they need to like be aware of how much like power they're using. And they will literally just like in the middle of a fight, empty the all the blood out of their body and be like, oh, well, I'm real sleepy now. And then there goes their head. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. Uh, to build a ghoul, use the mortal template from page 185. And then you're going to add these rules that I just mentioned. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, if you want to do a more in-depth ghoul build, go to the V5 Companion. 
Uh, the expanded lore, like the fluff and explaining like setting and what it means to be a ghoul and all of that begins on page 49. Uh, if you want to get into the character creation, that's on page 51. And if you want special ghoul advantages, which is merits and flaws that are specifically for ghouls, that is on page 59. Nice. So yes. they gave some, they gave some cool, there's some really cool fun stuff in there. I fucking love it. I love the shit out of it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, the Faustian deal. Here's where the crux and the uh, moral quandary of a ghoul comes in. Ghouls can only have one dominator. A vampire can have as many ghouls as they wish. Yeah. Within the bounds of masquerade and good taste, of course. And their ability to spread their blood around. Because remember, you do have to keep them fed. Yes, that is true. That's kind of part of masquerade but uh there are rules if you're going to be blood bounding uh kindred you're you're set to however many you can have based on your blood potency but that's for blood bounding kindred if you're doing ghouls have at it hoss i'm gonna blood bomb the city good luck <laughs> yeah again walter has a whole fucking drive-in movie theaters worth of ghouls yeah but I, you're, but that character, I believe, has a network of like blood dolls and bags and stuff. Mm -hmm. and yeah, because like, he's part of the he's yeah. part of the circuitry system. Well, he has yeah. he has several ghouls to f man all the like front facing positions, and then all the menial positions are zombies. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, so yeah. If you're a Lasombra and you're like, I need a texting ghoul and a stylus ghoul and a driving ghoul, because you know computers are in every fucking car now. Oh yeah. Uh, you, you're going to have to maintain like a herd or something just to main and have a schedule to maintain all of your ghouls, but you can have as many as you want. It's whatever. Mm -hmm. As I mentioned earlier, a rouse check of VTA is required to maintain the bond and, uh, the bond can go up to a rating of six. So this is like six, six hits from the Bane, it, the Bane itself. Uh, this rating goes down one rank per month without the dominator's VTA. So question, since you, uh, the human's natural processes will burn through the vampiric vitae in about a month either mm -hmm. way, and but say you're rating six, so first month, no feeding, at the end of that first month, you lose your abilities, but you're mm. still craving it for the next five? Uh, mm. Yes. Yep. Fuck, okay. Uh, again, mm. it's uh, like the addiction to most drugs. Uh, rounds about almost, almost what you would expect for cigarette addiction, because mm -hmm. cigarette addiction is three days mental... And then two weeks, no, 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 three days physical, two weeks mental is technically. So that's rounds about addiction science. Like that's what you'd expect. Shit. Okay. Yeah. So neat. Uh, if you're wanting to resist your dormitor for whatever reasons that you may have personally, uh, if you're around your dominator, you have to roll a resolve and int versus your bond rating every turn if you're around them. Damn. Yeah, you're just constantly having to like roll, 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 because eventually, you know, it's just like. But I got, I got to. It's you know. I gotta get this. It's Oscar Isaac. I have to. <laughs> <laughs> don't you, don't you mean Daddy? No, I mean he consented yeah, he to us did. calling him Daddy, so yep. it's fine. It's fine. If you are not in the presence of your dominator and you wish to resist their chores or whatever the fuck. Uh, this test, resolve plus int versus your blonde rating, will be rolled once per scene. So even if you're not around them, you're still having to be like, I don't know. I don't know. They're going to get mad. They're going to be mad. No, I can yeah. do this. I can do this. I can do this. I really don't want to do the dishes. I'm going to do the dishes. Yeah. And if you're a especially conniving ST like you should be, uh, you should make that player roll where the rest of the table can't see what happens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, you can Give be, me that secret roll. You can be a bitch. 
There's even some uh, rules about being a conniving ST that I will get into in just a moment. If you wish to defy your dominator entirely, if you're just like, no, no, this is bad. I gotta, I gotta escape for whatever reason. Like get up and run? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh, The bond must be taken to zero without losing the benefits of Vitae. So you just gotta like go away and be able to stay away for however long. Yeah, each session the goal must uh, make a defiance roll, which is the resolve and end versus the blonde rating. Once per session, each session until the rating is zeroed. Damn. So at least if you're at six, that means that's six sessions of you, you just have being to succeed. that you have to succeed to break this. Uh, the core book does suggest the option of having this defiance roll rolled extra times over the course of a session if the uh, thrall or the ghoul is reminded of their regent or dominator. Hmm. This can be made more difficult if the dominator makes their presence known. Hmm. So if you're trying to run away and your dominator is like, nah, and they find you, that can switch from you doing your defiance roll once per session to now you're having to do it every turn for the scene. That's brutal. Yeah. Addiction is very serious, kids. Yep. Yes. Please discuss this shit at session zero. Also with your kids. Yeah. Yes. Because again, it's not drugs that are the problem. It's addiction that's the problem. Yeah. And also, you know, uh, toxic relationships and things like that. Yeah. Because that's also theming with this where it's like, ah, if you're like, oh, this person's bad for me, I should leave. And then they show up and you're like, yay. Because, you know, your brain does the dopamine thing because your brain's fucking broken in the moment. Yeah. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. While the bond is being worn away, the ghoul will have to find connections and access to Vitae via containers. This is the special tool. So remember earlier when I was like, hey, so if you're doing you're forming an actual blood bond, you have to take it directly from the source. So like from yeah. the vein. Yeah. Ghouls can ha- maintain their ghoul abilities through Vitae that is not directly from the vein. Mm-hmm. Okay. So basically what you're going to have to do is avoid your dominator, take no Vitae from anybody from directly the source, but you're still going to have to source out Vitae in other means through Capri Suns. Does that also mean that if somebody wants to be a very ethical, like, dominator, they can just give them two sips directly from the source, and then after that, just be like, here's your thermos. Technically, yes, and there might be some, like, anarchs who want to do that, because they're just like, the blood bond is bullshit and authoritarian, and, but, you know, I rescued this guy, and I don't want him to die, but I also don't want him emotionally bonded to me, so I'm just gonna keep, like, making him Bloody Marys. Yeah, like some <laughs> like some house carna Tremere who's like, I remember when we did ble- uh, blood bonding slavery. I, I want a ghoul, but I don't want to yeah. reinstate the pyramid. Yeah, so, but then that also leaves the, now you have an independent ghoul with free will that can walk around during the day and has all the information about your vampire society. Problem. Yeah. Maybe Pro- that means- Potentially you- problem. Well, then that might, if you let them know you're doing that, then that's new trust. There's actually in um, the old book a really cool section about a group of ghouls who basically run like an underground where uh, mm-hmm. underground railroad. But essentially what they do is they hunt vampires and then they just pass the blood around within their cells to make sure that everyone gets to keep their ghoul powers. Hmm. Hmm. So it's like the it's like the secret circulatory system. It's a mini one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can change your dominator. There are notes from this in the companion book. Uh, this process is basically going to be similar to what I had explained earlier, uh, except you will be replacing blood bond. So you will be doing the, the full vein danger sip, but you're still going to have to like go through the process of avoiding your old dominator and doing all those rolls and mm-hmm. all that process. 
So. While also being bound to someone else. Yes. Yeah. Brutal. Well, basically, you're going to have to uh, very quickly go from zero to one. Mm, okay. Actually, question, just because I was thinking about mm. it. For the presence of the Dominator, does it have to be physical presence? Yes. Mm. Now, if you're doing it every scene. Now, if you're in a situation where uh, you're trying to avoid your Dominator, but somebody keeps bringing them up in conversation, your brain can just kind of... Yeah, I'm just saying, like, if, say, a Dominator sends a ghoul out on a mission and mm -hmm. it's going to be a while, can they just fucking Discord fucking video call in? I don't see why not. I'm like, does that still trigger the, like... I'm here. Pretend, depending on how the situation is set up, probably. Okay. That's why I was curious about that. Because that would just be a, Because, huh. <laughs> yeah, I've been fucked with by people that are just like, I'm just going to text you randomly during the day just so that I'm in your brain space. And you're just like, Ugh. And that fucks with your head and it sucks. Mm -hmm. uh, things you can do as an ST to be a fucking monster. Yay. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah. Also, if you're a ghoul and you, want, and you end up being embraced... Uh, any ghoul-specific advantages will be cashed out and should be replaced with different advantages. Okay. You can talk with mm. your ST about that. They're, if your ST is cool and your current ghoul advantage makes sense and doesn't fuck with anything, you, I guess suppose you can keep it, but meh. It's right. recommended you cash that shit out and you get new advantages. Right. Uh, the new vampire gains a generation rating one step down from their sire, starting at the lowest blood potency, and your humanity score remains the same. Hmm. All right. So, there you go. Easy enough. Yeah. If you want to have ghouls as NPCs, uh, there are mortal templates in the core book on page 185. If you want to have a ghoul as a retainer, because retainers don't necessarily have to be ghouls. They can be uh, people that are just especially loyal to you or people that you've just been brainwashing for so long they can't think of anything else to do. But if your retainer is a ghoul, uh, the rules for that are in the core book on page 194. Mm -hmm. If you want NPC blocks for ghouls, the core book has some on page 372, and there are various source books within the V5 canon that just have ghoul that you can just borrow and use. Mm -hmm. So that's nice. Less yeah. work for everybody. Ghouls as players. Yeah. I fucking love playing ghouls. Yeah. It's great. I love it. The Because uh, I've been in a lot of VTM games where there's a ghoul character like as an NPC, and people tend to be very dismissive or not give the situation the kind of moral weight that it's due once you have somebody physically at the table who is going through that process it fucking flips how everybody reacts to yeah. everything yeah it's a much easier it's a much easier time to look at it as just like ah oh, you don't matter surf and then you're staring stephanie in her eyeballs and going never mind you kind of matter yeah no like my favorite of this was uh beginning of the covid quarantine stuff i got into doing some play by post over discord for vtm uh-huh and there's one game I joined and uh, one of the players was interested and was like, hey, so I would like to role play out the process of like obtaining a ghoul. And I was like, I volunteer as tribute. Mm -hmm. I am like the most tenured person in this game. I'll take the emotional abuse. Fuck it. Let's see how this goes. And it was really interesting because initially everybody was like, yeah, it's going to be really dark and brooding. And da, 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 da. By the time we were getting to the second dosing of the blood bonding, everybody's like, oh, this is really fucked up. <laughs> like this feels really like I don't like the guy who's doing it was even like I don't feel like a good person like this is awful because he's like secretly like scouting me out ahead of time and like interviewing me to make sure I'm prop because this was a Tremere yeah. uh, like making sure I'm up to being the standards and da, da 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 and then he's like going through the process of like slipping or trying to figure out a way to like 
get me alone with him so that he could dose me from the vein and then memory, like cloud memory, so I wouldn't mm. remember what the fuck's going on. Yeah. And he's like, this is awful. What the fuck? Why do people do this? And he's like, well, you need a girl to do this errand for the plot, so like... You're kind of strapped in at this point. Yeah. Like if you want to stop as like a player, cause you're like, this is not acceptable. That is fine. And if you want to have your character go through a like, oh, this is not, I shouldn't be doing this. I need to like get this person out of my life. Yeah. Like I'm super fine with you having that moment, but yeah, just watching everybody being like, Ugh, and then watching people in the out of character chats, like talk to him differently once he had done that first step and everybody's like, oh, you're, he's really not a good guy. Hmm. Like, ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, I'd say it's interesting, especially because you said he was a Tremere. They mm-hmm. talk about that a little bit in one of the older books, that um, the Tremere are the least likely to actually tell their ghouls what's happening. Mm-hmm. They will disguise it as like a magic ritual. And that they are, oh, no, it's more like cultish. Like, we're bringing you into this uh, mystical society. And like... I don't even really tell them what's going on until it's too late. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh, you're becoming a wizard. Right. And it's like, oh, you want to learn the dark arts? Here, it's, uh, we're going to go through this super secret arcane ritual. Where you drink my blood. Mm-hmm. That sounds like some goth shit, though. Like, it let's does. be honest. It does. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and- who here wouldn't at least go to that party? Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, in games I've played where I've been a ghoul in the party, it's been interesting to watch how people parse that trick because there's some people who really get into uh, the role playing of like, yeah, I'm a vampire. Clearly, I am higher in the hierarchy than you. Like, I am grander than a human. You are basically like less than a dog and will treat you as such. And then there's other people that go, it's a puppy. And they will go out of their way to be like, no, we got to protect this person. Yeah. Like, they're just like, they're so fragile. They are so fucking fragile. Uh, And yeah, so I'm like, I think it's worth having mixed ghoul vampire kindred games just to be like, okay, here is a tangible thing you can't ignore about what you're doing and how it impacts people. And if this is the kind of story you want to do, cool, but you really need to deal with the ramifications of this. Uh, just a question that I have for you mm-hmm. with that suggestion is how do you feel the balance is when you have like a ghoul in a game with a bunch of vampires? Like, do they feel like uh, less equipped to participate in the game? Not necessarily. Like technically, yes, I, being a ghoul, you are stat wise less powerful than the other kindred characters, but you do have the counterbalance of you are one, an extension of your dominator so however they stand in the social setting tends to give you a little bit of a buffer. And also the fact that I'm like, hi, I'm immortal. I can eat food. I can go outside. I can use a fucking smartphone and not have to blush of life. <laughs> so that kind of gives me some counterbalance compared to other characters. I also know where your Elysium is. Yeah. I'm not fucked up with fire. Yeah. Like. <laughs> well, I'm not fucked up as bad as you are yeah. <laughs> with fire. Yeah, like I, I don't have to roll a frenzy check if somebody, see it. Uh, you know, sets off a road flare. Right. Uh, and depending on the folkloric banes, I'm like, I can just go into, I can go into any room. <laughs> like I don't go have to any room. I can go into any room. Fucking wild roses don't fuck with me. Fuck your crosses. Like I will jump over this creek. Yeah, it's. I don't find it to be a power imbalance in the way a lot of people would expect because vampire is a more story narrative focused game as opposed to things like D&D and Pathfinder where it's a little bit more like I hack and slack 
Yes. Well, if you want to get better at magic, you got to kill people. You know. <laughs> you got to get out there and kill people. Yeah. So, I it's one of those I I enjoyed a lot. Uh it's just making sure everybody is actually comfortable with what the fuck this means in the game because a lot of people are like, "Yeah, that sounds fine." And then you get into it and they're just like, "Oh, I did not realize how dark theming this is." And I'm like, yeah, it's it's bad. It it can be it can be really bad, yeah. and it can be really intense. And if people are not prepped for that or not interested in it, mm-hmm. that makes the game uncomfy. But <laughs> as long as everybody's like on board, like fucking do it. Okay. But you know, I like the emotional damage. So <laughs> emotional damage. Mm. No, I know I mentioned it a long time ago, but I did. We are going to be eventually doing like a ghoul game. I wrote a little intro adventure for a group of all ghouls. Yeah. And I did some playtesting with some of our patrons and people in the discord. But um, writing and balancing for all ghouls was really interesting. Mm -hmm. Like even if you just take the basic stuff out of the core book, um, you basically have to raise the difficulty level like a notch already just because they are more underpowered than vampires so that makes things really interesting mm-hmm. and that's something also just to keep in mind when you are running a game for all ghouls is that you have to be a little more cautious what you throw at them and left you're fine with like meat grinder if a fight happens yeah it's uh i i think now because we have the second inquisition book there are more core rules for uh weapons that you can just give the ghoul now so right. it's like that i feel like that might counterbalance things We'll get into that soon. Uh, Yeah, it's, you know, it really just kind of depends on the kind of game you're playing and how everybody's statted out. Because if you're playing a game where all the kindred are very, very social characters and they don't have a lot of physical stats, and then you create the beefiest, like, action Chad, like, Guillermo, stab everything ghoul, then, like, that should kind of help maybe fill a gap in the party. But, or, you know, you have a very combative party coterie and then you need a ghoul that like can do the finances and like set up the appointments and it's i don't want to role play that game no (laughs) (laughs) ah yes my taxes ghoul i mean to be honest for our little ghoul run i'm probably gonna do just like the most exhausted personal assistant (laughs) because i think that's great just like oh for fuck's sake what did he do Oh, God, I've got to make so many phone calls. And I have to dry clean his vest. Do you realize how hard it is to get blood out of fucking silk? <sighs> now I just want to juxtapose and be like a Toreador <laughs> ghoul and just be like, I'm just here to be pretty. Yeah, you can just play a ghoul that's yeah. arm candy. Yeah. You'd be like, what's your job? Pretty. I'm pretty and I order food to make them look like a human. They yeah. I eat. Yeah, you. Yeah, it's like you could do a ghoul that's like, yeah, my dometer is a fashion designer, and I am just like their favorite model, and they're like, oh, you're perfect. So now you're just like, you're my model the- forever, 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 ever. <laughs> yeah. So, what are some like final thoughts on ghouls? Quick question, actually. Yeah, actually. So we lose the powers after a month. Yes. We also lose the age benefits. Yes. So if I've been a ghoul for 220 years and I decide to be like, nah, I'm not doing it anymore. I just turn to dust. Yeah. Basically, um, if you cannot find somebody who is, uh, well, that's the thing. That's where that like secret tool comes in. Yeah. So the bond should go away. Right. Uh-huh. But as long as you're able to like maintain some Vitae, you're good. Well, I'm thinking like, 
250 years and the person's like, no, I want to quit. Like, I'm not doing the drug anymore. Yeah. Huh. They're just going to die. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. they're just going to fully print uh, Yeah, because when right. you uh, stop taking Vitae and you've gone through the bond and all that, mm-hmm. or, yeah, uh, if you don't get your monthly dose, uh, you will rapidly start aging. And depending on how long you've been a ghoul, this could be like you jump from like 20 years old to 45 or 20 to corpse. Yeah. And they do talk about that a little bit um, in the older book. Uh, essentially, like vampire, it's almost like instant. When they die, they'll their body will just like age to dust like immediately. Mm-hmm. Whereas with a ghoul, you, it, they said it's kind of unpredictable. So you can kind of do that at speed pace, of plot, speed of plot or mm. speed of drama where like, oh, well, it's maybe they it's they're a week past that month. And all of a sudden they wake up and they've aged like 10 years. But there's like another 20 to go if they don't get some blood. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you can't fluff it, but depending on how long you've been a ghoul, I'm like, yeah, you're gonna die. Right. So. I mean, that's also tracks with addiction. If you've been an addict long enough on something, there are times that if you just quit cold turkey, you'll die. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, <sighs> oh God, it's... what's that thing they they give like crack addicts or coke addicts? God, I can't. Was remember. it methadone? Fe- yeah, methadone. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, methadone. Hi, we don't live in the Midwest that was ravaged by the opioid crisis. Uh, <laughs> and there were literally no consequences other than a small financial slap on the wrist. <sighs> you can Google people's addresses anyway. Yeah, um, I'm not saying send Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> send Jehovah himself. I'm not saying... <laughs> Be not afraid. I'm just <laughs> not saying the things you can send them. Yeah. Oh, you can sign up people for so many mailing lists. Did you know that you guys can buy a bag of jelly dicks? Yeah. You can send someone a bag of dicks to eat. You can. You can. And oh, God. Uh, fucking. And I'm just silently more... stopping on not saying. More importantly, you can uh, mail people animal feces. Yeah. Uh, or... It's classified as fertilizer. Yes. You can also... Uh, donate to helpful and charitable goods that like mutual aid and help the community in other people's names and they will get a thank you letter. Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've done that to Mike Pence so many times. <laughs> yeah, all the LGBT causes for Mike Pence. Yeah. I love that. So, mm-hmm. you know, chaotic good. Yay. Yay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So ghouls, I fucking love them. I love playing them. This can go dark very quickly. This can be abused not only in the narrative but like at table very easily so mm-hmm. i'm just like make sure everybody's cool and respects bounds and if people aren't you as the st really need to this is one of the times we're being an st it is important to like step in and be like okay we're gonna take five and pull somebody aside and be like are you good like what the fuck yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and if People are not willing to respect these boundaries. This is definitely one of those things where I'm like, oh, yeah, no, if you can't respect this, I will boot you from my table. Quick question, real quick, because I just realized. Uh, You said the ghouls get the, uh, they get a discipline dot for your highest discipline. Yeah. What if you have disciplines that are tied? Choose. I would say choose. No, Maybe the that, ST choose. Does the ST? Yeah, does ST the ST choose? I the player the players could choose. You could roll a fucking die. Okay. Just All be right. like evens and odds. But yeah, if you're making a character and the domator doesn't even exist, like you can just choose. Yeah. It, yeah. Or make have the ST pick one. You pick one. Yeah, because yeah. I was just going over a thought experiment for the the gangrel we have, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, oh, he's got two in animalism and two in fortitude. I'm like, huh, he's got a tide. 
Yeah, I was going to say, narratively you can choose, and then fluff-wise it would be like, well, that's what you ended up with. Or right. if you want to be like, I I fed on a resonance that keyed in more into one discipline or the other, so when I did this, this is what you leaned into. Good. Also, if they're tied and they're getting two, you might just take one each. So those are your dots. Hmm? Yeah. So yeah. That's just what you get. There, yeah. there are options. Mm-hmm. Just make sure things are discussed and everybody agrees upon it. Mm-hmm. So responsibility. Boop, boop, boop. Telling dark stories is great. Do it in a way that isn't asshatish, please. Remember, let's be real. This dark story is for you to have introspection on the human condition. Mm-hmm. And fun. And fun. Yeah. Emotional damage. <laughs> we're, we do have the ghoul game coming up. Uh, we're going to be kind of releasing those as bonus episodes. But uh, if you liked what you heard today and you're interested in more ghoul stuff, um, let us know. Because we are interested to do a, like a ghoul deep dive mm-hmm. like we did for our clans. But... They're not a full clan, so I don't think we can get the same amount of content out. But, you know, we can go over, like, famous NPC ghouls from the lore. We can talk about ghouls more in depth from the previous canons, different clans and how and sects and how they handle uh, ghouls and all that. Uh, but, yeah, you ha- please tell us if that's something yeah. you want. Yeah, if yeah. you want. Because we're fucking morons. <laughs> yeah, we're trying to go over the basics right now. If you want deep dives, we can do that. But, like, we need to hear you. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Paralyzed, for music. They are on the band camp. Hell yeah. The intro is great. Uh, we have Twitter. We yeah. share things on Twitter. It's uh, Blank Bodies. Yeah, me and At blank underscore bodies. Yeah. Yes. And me and Hunter over here are just like, you know, tag team matching that shit. It's great. Yeah. Uh, Instagram, Blank Bodies Pod. We share some images and updates on things. Uh, we do have Patreon. Thank you, people, for letting us do this and getting gear that isn't shitty. Like yeah. These pop filters. Yeah, There's- these are great. <laughs> just flicking that pop filter you just bought us thanks hey. a lot i appreciate it yeah mm-hmm. it's super fun and we also got these really cool uh sound squares that look like marble yeah i got yeah. some yep. uh like absorption panels so hopefully this episode uh with, after Sound. i moved the episode our old recording space was a little echoey and i hope this kind of helped dampen that a little bit yeah, yeah hopefully yeah i like the new recording space yeah, yeah you did good uh we're also working on the goal of maybe four episodes a month once we hit that patreon goal mm-hmm. if we get there cool no rush we'll get there eventually i yep. believe in you guys team efforts uh if you want to do uh interview series with us whether you write for world of darkness you do your own stuff you do your own games you do stream games uh art cosplay uh music blank bodies pod at gmail Mm-hmm. If you're a vampire. Yes. That aren't them. If you're a them, real vampire, let us know. That aren't them. We did. Sir. Every single time they keep trying to pull this cover. Sir. You have more slots I can fill. Remember this. I don't Ooh, consent. Ooh, let me go get the change. Ooh, I do not consent! Yeah. <laughs> uh, goodbye! Bye. Bye. Bye-bye now. Goodbye. Ooh. Was that smooth? That was smooth. Yeah. <laughs>